joining us for a conversation to discuss what could be one of the biggest surprises in the natural resource space is world-renowned resource stock analyst, Andrew Heck. Mr. Heck, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Maurice. It's great to be back with you, and happy holidays. <laughs> Same to you, sir, and great to have you back to discuss diamonds. Earlier this year, we had a discussion about the opportunity that diamonds may present to speculators Let's get everyone up to date on the latest developments before we begin. Mr. Heck, for someone that is new to diamonds, let's provide them with some diamond basics. First, what is the difference between gem diamonds and industrial diamonds? Well, Maurice, industrial diamonds are mined natural stones that are not suitable for use as gemstones. You know, 80% of diamonds that are mined are industrial and only 20% are gem quality. Industrial diamonds lack clarity, are often colored and imperfect in shape compared to their gemstone counterparts. Industrial diamonds are cutting tools because they're very, very hard, while gems are a girl's best friend and symbolize wealth and love. All right, now let's discuss some macros for diamonds. What are the supply and demand fundamentals for diamonds? Well, in 2020, Rough diamond production declined because of COVID-19, and it fell to about 111 million carats. In 2021, output grew to 116 million carats, still 20% below the level in 2019, but definitely an improvement. On the, on the demand side, rough diamond sales grew by 62% in 2021. Strong demand from cutters and polishers caused miners to increase production volumes and release diamonds from inventories. And there are significant diamond inventories. Now, take us around the world geographically. Where are the diamonds mined? Well, the world's biggest producer of diamonds is Russia. 39.12 million carats was the latest kind of um, um, data. Botswana produces 22.88 million carats. Canada. 17.62 million carats. The Democratic Republic of Congo, 14.09 million carats. And the country most associated with diamonds, South Africa, 9.72 million carats. (laughs) Interesting. Now, going back to Russia, 39%. How are the sanctions impacting Russia and their diamond market? Well, that's that's the the $64 million question in the diamond uh, industry. You know, there's a lot of diamond smuggling, so I'm sure that some of the Russian diamonds are getting out. But the sanctions, um, the retaliation are definitely uh, causing some supply concerns uh, because of the war in Ukraine and the tensions between the U.S., Europe and um, and Russia. And that's going to uh, continue into 2023 as the war in Ukraine continues to rage and tensions between, you know, the China and uh, China, Russia, that alliance and um, the U.S., Europe and their allies continues. So it's a very uh, difficult situation um, in, 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 in that regard. Who are the biggest producers of rough diamonds taking advantage of these robust prices? And who are the significant downstream retailers of gem quality diamonds? Well, as I said, I mean, the biggest producers are Russia, you know, South Africa, Botswana, Canada. You know, we went through we went through those. The biggest consumer, the biggest consumer in the world is Signet Jewelers. 
with over 2,800 retail locations. Now, the brand most um, um, connected to diamonds and the, what, what most people think about is Tiffany, the Tiffany diamond. But the 15 countries that imported the highest dollar value worth of diamonds, all diamonds in 2021, were India, you know, at um, they were about 23.7% of imports, the US 18.3%, Hong Kong, uh, Belgium, and surprisingly, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, where the World Cup is being held, uh, was the fifth largest um, importer uh, ahead of China. Uh, and Israel, Israel polishes a lot of diamonds. Um, the UAE, there's a lot of uh, petrodollars out there in the Arab world, and um, they're looking at diamonds as, a, as, as an interesting asset to own. Speaking of assets, speaking of demand, really, do you see a rising interest in diamonds as a hard asset? Yeah, well, you know, it, it, yes. The, the short answer is yes. Companies like Diamond Standard Fund are tokenizing, managing, storing, securing diamonds for investors, and they have eligible, IRA-eligible investment programs for diamond investors. But, but Maurice, the success depends on sentiment. Diamonds can be difficult investments, as each one has very individual characteristics that are only apparent to trained eyes of experts in terms of defining the gemstone quality, the clarity, the color, and 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 the the, the makeup of the crystal. So, it's a it's a it's it's an experts market and you know investors have to be very cautious about the the quality of diamonds you know that they're actually worth what they're paying for um you know it, it's it, diamonds the, the problem with diamonds has always been fungibility um you know one diamond every diamond is different than the other but the short answer is yes there is an increase in interest for hard assets and diamonds are one of the you know the hardest asset in the world <laughs> well you reference price where do you see the price of diamonds at present relative to historic pricing and where do you see the prices going forward well you know the diamond price index has told us that diamond prices took a, a, a nosedive back in 2020, which was no surprise, Maurice, because look, all asset prices went down at the beginning of the global pandemic um, as people were panicking, but they have made a tremendous comeback. And we're back at prices that, you know, let me just take a look at this chart, back at, at prices that we haven't seen since, you know, in a decade, since 2011. So I think that inflation, the Russian supplies in the face of sanctions, higher prices are likely. We'll at least stay at this level and we could go a lot higher, you know, as uh, diamonds, um, you know, uh, uh, gain popularity and become more investable assets. The other thing is that the petrodollars created by high oil prices in the Middle East and, and a, a tremendous amount of money, you know, in these Arab countries could lead to a lot of buying of diamonds over the coming months and years. You know, before this interview, you referenced a Baines report that you were analyzing. What were some of your takeaways that you can share with us? Yeah, some of the highlights, the Baines report is kind of the gold standard for the uh, global diamond industry. And in their report for 2021 and 2021 too, they said that Revenues recovered across the diamond supply chain in 2021 from 2020, as we already covered. Uh, they went above pre-pandemic levels, which was a very good sign. 
Profit margins in every segment recovered, including mining and retail sales. Rough diamond sales rebounded by over 60% in 2021, again, surpassing pre-pandemic levels. Rough and polished diamond prices reached a historical average in 2021, but they lagged industry peaks back from 2020, uh, 2011. Prices for higher quality polished diamonds outperformed lower quality diamonds, which is a good sign for the market. It says that, you know, discriminating buyers are out there. So the bottom line is in 2020, Rough diamond production declined. It fell 111 million carats. In 2021, output grew to 116 to meet demand. It was still 20% below the level in 2019, but I suspect in 2022 it'll be higher. Rough diamond sales grew by 62% in 2021. Strong demand from cutters and polishers caused miners to increase their production volumes and release diamonds from inventories, as I mentioned previously. And that's a very good sign for the diamond business. And it means that, you know, miners are incentivized to produce more. We've covered the fundamentals of supply and demand. Let's talk to individual speculators on an opportunity that you've identified, and that is Dimecore Mining. I just had an opportunity to read your latest musing entitled dime core mining a diamond in the rough which is a great article highlighting the compelling value proposition before us in diamonds and i wanted to pick your brain on some of the talking points please provide some insight on why you chose the value proposition of dime core mining well thank you for that compliment but uh, <laughs> the, the stock, look the stock is inexpensive it's it, this morning it's trading at 13.3 cents and that's after um, the CEO, Mr. Taylor, said that um, quarter to quarter, you know, they're, they're expecting a 121% increase in um, carrots sold. Um, it's an inexpensive stock. And while penny stocks have very high risks, they can offer commensurate rewards. As you know, Maurice, risk is always a function of potential rewards. And at 13.3 cents, you know, I kind of like the risk reward profile of 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 this uh this company just to go over a couple of things about about um dimecore the company is profitable and its production and revenues are growing a very good sign the interest in the diamond market is robust as investors look for hard assets to combat the highest inflation pressures since the 1980s the war in ukraine continues to cause supply concerns for the international diamond market the the, the company has a joint venture with tiffany uh, the, the brand name in diamonds and mining acts, assets next to De Beers increase uh, Dimecore's odds of future success. Now, De Beers is, you know, while Tiffany's the, the brand on the demand side, uh, the retail side, De Beers is the brand on the supply side, is, is the, you know, the, the, the best brand. Mining companies have not had a lot of positive beta with the overall stock market, meaning that oils and metals and other mining companies have outperformed the stock market in 2022. And that's a trend I expect will continue. And as I said at the beginning, December 8th, today, the company said they expect 121% increase in quarter over quarter total carrots sale, according to Dean Taylor, the CEO. And that's some good insight into the continued success 
of this company. At 13.3 cents per share, DimeCorp could be a diamond in the rough, as I titled the article, <laughs> as the company's recent uh, second quarterly report justifies a higher share price. But then again, you know, share prices move higher with sentiment, and there's always that risk. You know, that's a, a significant feather, and big feather, I should say, in the cap there of DimeCorp Mining to have De Beers and Tiffany's as a strategic partner that speaks volumes on the value proposition in and of itself and also you know earlier this year they recovered that is dime core mining uh 59.4 carat and a 43 carat with many other large diamonds in the specials category uh there's just the blue sky potential for this is is enormous because if correct me if i'm wrong but only 90 percent of the crone and dora which is at venetia which is the project for dime core mining uh, is yet to be defined that is significant growth potential that's absolutely right and they have a lot of under uh un um uh tapped resources in the connecting properties that they have mining rights to and they could you know they have they have uh, applied i think for mining rights but the other thing is that these large stones these large stones tend to trade at big premiums and if they're finding these kinds of large large stones you know there's going to be a bidding war for those and you know my the candidates to buy these very expensive big big diamonds uh, with many, many carats, like the 59.4 uh, carat stone, the 43 carat stone, are those Middle Eastern countries where there's a tremendous amount of wealth being created by, you know, oil prices that were well over $100 earlier this year is still kind of over $70 a barrel, uh, yielding uh, uh, huge profits for the oil producing countries. And these countries always, they love gold and they love they put their money in things like gold and diamonds and hard assets and so i wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of bidding wars for these large stones you know ladies and gentlemen uh, full disclosure we are proud shareholders of dime core mining we've been proud shareholders throughout the year and we plan to add to our positions uh and we're also proud to be partner with dime core mining as an advertiser so yes we are biased but again it is very difficult to find a junior mining company that is producing showing positive cash flow with a market cap of 21 and a half million and keep in mind dime core mining has already invested approximately a hundred million in development that's three times the market cap that's a a significant infrastructure in place with a 30-year mining right uh just it just to me blue sky blue sky blue sky <laughs> yeah, you know, to, to even take that further, the, the market cap at 13.3 cents is even, you know, kind of lower today. And and the, the, the fact that the company is profitable is critical. Look, you have to be very discerning in today's market with the S&P 500 down. I don't know what it's down this year, about 17 percent or so. And that's the most diversified U.S. stock market index. All of the indexes are down this year. It's a very, very difficult year for investors. But for a company, when you're looking for value, you have to look for companies that are making money. You know, blue sky is difficult in these markets. And Dimecore in their latest quarterly report has shown that um, they're making money. And uh, today's announcement that they expect 121% increase in carrot sales, you know, tells me that they'll be profitable next quarter as well when they report the fourth quarter returns. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've covered the value proposition of diamonds. And in particular, we've highlighted Dime Core Mining. If you're interested in Dime Core Mining, check out their website, dimecoremining.com. And also the ticker symbol on the TSXV is D. M 
I. That's Delta Michael Indigo. In closing, Mr. Heck, what did I forget to ask? Well, you know what? Let's talk a little bit, a couple of seconds or minutes on the global macro environment and and how it pertains to diamonds. So we have a very aggressive Federal Reserve in the U.S. that has raised interest rates from 0% in March 2022, all the way up to like the 4% level with another rate hike coming <clears throat> in the coming days. And we're going to probably be at four and a quarter to four and a half percent. That chokes economic growth. And what the Fed is trying to do is to attack the demand side to to slow down inflation, the highest inflation since the 1980s. I mean, inflation is still running around 8%. It's double digit over in over half the world. It's not just a US problem, it's a global problem, inflation. But the inflation that the Fed is fighting might be a very challenging uh, uh, battle for them because the, the inflation is coming from the supply side. Things like oil and food are the uh, victims of the war in Ukraine and the tense relations between Russia and China and the US and Europe. And we have food issues and we have energy issues in oil, natural gas, coal, those prices have all spiked higher as we all know this year and they feed inflation. So higher interest rates might um, uh, cause a recession but they might not have the desired ref, uh, effect on inflation. And when it comes to diamonds and people, investors and high net worth individuals looking for places to put their money where there's value and where they can keep up with rising inflation, hard assets are always come to mind. Things like diamonds and gold and precious metals and artwork and even rare wines and things like that are, you know, are, are hot in demand in these days because people want to park their dollars, inflate their dollars, their euros. Inflation erodes currency values. And what we need to do is to find those assets that we can hold that will keep up with the uh, uh, rising prices. And since it's a supply side problem, the Fed's prescription of higher interest rates might not have the desired effect in the immediate future. So diamonds are certainly an alternative and um, diamond mining companies that pull them out of the earth have have great potential. When I look at DimeCore, I look at the risk reward and at 13.3 cents a share, I say that the risk justifies the reward, the potential for reward. And, I, and I'd be remiss if I didn't reference the OTC symbol that is uh, OTCQB. You can find DimeCore mining on DMIF. F. Mr. Heck, for someone that wants to read more about your work, where can they find you? Well, I, I'm a, a contributor constantly to Seeking Alpha, which is a kind of um, uh, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, uh, cream of the crop of, of the online uh, publisher, independent publishers. I write daily for Bar Chart. Uh, each business day, I'm on ETF.com, and um, you know those are the websites that I I write for on commodities in general, uh, everything from oil to hogs and from corn to gold. Oh, and you forgot one, sir. That is provenandprobable.com as well. <laughs> uh, of course, provenandprobable. That's right. <laughs> All right, Miss Jack, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Wishing you the absolute best, sir. Thank you, Maurice, and happy holidays to you and your family, and I look forward to getting together with you again in the future. Looking forward to it, sir. Take care. The information presented on Proven Improbable 
is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.